On this episode of the WWIA podcast, founder and CEO John McDaniel is recording on location from the Northwoods of Wisconsin at Camp Hackett, WWIA's Northern Healing Center, and essentially Ground Zero, the place where the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation all started. John gives a history of Camp Hackett, some background on how the foundation was formed in 2007, and explains the significance of this special place that has been serving our combat wounded veterans over the past 15 years. Let's join John now. Okay, uh, my name is John McDaniel, and I am the host of the Wounded Warriors in Action WWI podcast, Honor Connect Heal. And I happen to be here in northern Wisconsin at a little place called Camp Hackett, and that's uh, in vicinity of the great town of Phillips. It is uh, technically... Um, I guess they call it the Northwoods up here. Everything north of Wausau, I guess, is is technically considered to be the Northwoods. But I'm uh, in an Airstream trailer, and I'm at Camp Hackett. And I just thought I'd I'd give the the uh, listening audience here a little sample set before I do a podcast uh, here with Mike Reed coming up later tonight. But I, I wanted to just uh, spend a moment and sort of level the bubbles, if you will, and kind of describe you know, ground zero for the foundation, for the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation. Really, it, it's right here at Camp Hackett, ground zero. Why do I say that? Well, this is really where it all started. Back in 2005, I bought a chunk of property up here as I was getting ready to retire and uh, drug a bunch of my kid up here, a 40-foot fifth wheeler, and and just, uh, you know, in 2007, November of 2007, when I retired, brought it all up here and and you know, opened the doors basically, and started serving heroes by connecting them with the great outdoors and each other, and and surrounding them with people and communities who care. So ground ground zero is right here at Camp Hackett, and and here it is in March. Today is the the twentieth of March, twenty twenty two, and so some sixteen years ago is when when I first came up here, and there was nothing. This is the, uh, literally in the middle of nowhere wilderness. I mean the the the. Uh, the terrain here is low lying for the most part. Um, it it is uh, you know thickly vegetated in some some spots. Other other spots, it's a low land low lying marshland, if you will. But the critters, you know, are everywhere. Every fur bearer known to man, I think, is up here. But um, this is a a truly a, a sportsman's paradise. And I came up here uh, seven days ago and uh, started uh, you know, running a trap line. You know, it's spring trapping season, and I, for the first time in my life, um, drew an otter tag. So I'm, um, you know, pursuing otter among other fur bearers, but primarily targeting the otter, which I've never had to do, you know, or never had the opportunity to do. First time in my life that I drew a tag. So I'm very excited about that. And it also kind of gives me a head start on the year to come up here. And we literally had to dig this place out. There's like three and four foot of snow the snow piles are still everywhere. Here it is, you know, in March. Things are breaking up. Um, but thanks to Mike Reed, who we'll talk to a little bit later, um, you know, he came in here with his truck, got stuck four or five times, and one of his friends, Donnie, had to come pull him out. <laughs> I think he, he said he got stuck. We'll talk about that. But four or five times just trying to get in here to camp, which, you know, is literally at the end of the road um, here in this uh, wonderful part of the world. 
and then he had to get the tractor and you know we've got a new holland boomer 30 here that supports the mission set and he had to get that out with the bucket and just move snow tons and tons of snow so you know i've been back in here for a week um you know working mostly you know trapping and and getting everything ready for the uh, you know upcoming season so here we are this is it it's uh, a wonderful glorious place the weather has certainly favoring uh, me right now it's uh, it's glorious there's not a cloud in the sky it's probably uh, 45 degrees i reckon and and no wind today or very little wind just a beautiful day the snow's melting the you know the tributaries and the ponds are opening up uh, you know the critters are starting to move around and and you know spring is certainly in the air although you know um you still have piles and piles of the white stuff which is is just wonderful you know i just i absolutely love it up here so um anyway so that's what's that's what's happening here i'm i'm, I'm all by myself uh recording this uh, podcast and and the glorious north woods of wisconsin and so just a bit about you know camp hackett you know so the original idea as i had it you know when i was formulating my my plan for how i was going to serve our nation's combat wounded and what was i going to do um you know you've heard the the saying build it and they will come and i think churches use that saying a lot and i think for good reason uh, but you know that was my idea the model anyway was build it and they'll come uh, i was already taking guys um you know fishing in tampa bay and and down in the florida keys um and um at the same time or right around the same time i, I purchased this property and then started bringing them up here when uh, i was retired in 2007 and so that was the idea this was going to be the the uh one of four regional healing centers you know american disabilities act ada compliant uh healing centers a place where our, our wounded veterans could come connect with each other connect with the outdoors and and of course you know connect with communities and people who care about them. so that's where honor connect heal comes from that's that was the original idea and what actually started happening um right around that same time there was an article in on wisconsin that was published about the work I was doing, I think it was. And um, as soon as that article hit, then the phone started ringing a little bit. People were wanting to help, saying, hey, I heard what you're doing. I'd like to get on board. I can help you. I can do this, that, or the other thing. And so, um, of course, I engaged everybody who engaged me and, and tried to figure out a way to take their talents and apply them to our mission set and, uh, you know, um, add some more light and less heat and friction to the uh, to the to the space i was trying to carve out so that's what i i did and and lo and behold as the years went by more and more people started to you know crawl out of the woodworks and say you know offer their help you know i know what you're doing uh, i think it's great and i want to help and so it became sort of easy math for me to pivot the business model because i was going to build a full-fledged american disabilities Act compliant lodge here and then um this was going to be the the first one and that's why i bought that that 40-foot behemoth uh cyclone trailer is i was going to establish this and then move that to the next one and 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 um you know build four of them one in the northwest one in the middle of the country one up here and one down you know in in florida was my idea and um 
So that was the original business model, and here's a newsflash. Okay, if you're a business person, um, you know, you have to you have to follow the signals of demand. I've said that before, but I'm gonna say it again. And, and you have to you have to listen and watch very carefully to see where those signals are. And um, in this case, uh, you know, American sportsmen and women reaching out to me saying, I want to help, was a, a, a demand signal, okay, um, on the supply side, okay, uh, of the equation, but nonetheless a demand signal saying, I want to help. And so instead of, you know, doing a brick and mortar operation here at Camp Hackett, I sort of, you know, pumped the brakes, if you will, on this idea of building this American Disabilities Act compliant lodge because PS, you know, the price tag on that was about $300,000 uh, to do that and do that properly. And, um, you know, at that time, back in 2007, in the, you know, formative years of the foundation, there was no money. There was John's money. <laughs> it's just, so, you know, I had to be really, you know, careful. I had some resource. I was fortunate, uh, you know, to, to have, um, you know, been spendthrift and done well in a few business adventures. Um, but nonetheless, you know, that's a big price tag. So I pumped the brakes on that idea of build it and they will come and established, you know, instead of establishing a, a, a full-fledged American Disabilities Act compliant lodge, um, you know, nothing opulent, of course, but adequate. I, I, I pumped the brakes on that idea and began to listen to what people were saying to me, which was, John, I want to help. And then so it, you know, from a throughput capacity, and we're not talking about widgets, we're talking about providing out world-class outdoor sporting activities to our nation's combat wounded. That's what we're talking about. And if people are saying, I want to help you, and they're providing, opening up their lands and their homes and access to their, to their resources and things like this, then your throughput capacity, i.e. the number of heroes that I could serve, almost immediately began to double and triple. And so um, that turned out to be a really good idea. So my, I guess the point is, you know, you got to have an idea, but you, as you're as you're groping your way down the dark hallway of business and enterprise and entrepreneurship, you know, you have to listen to the signals of demand. And in this case, um, you know, we I pivoted the model a little bit and started delivering heroes to American sportsmen across the country, and here we are, you know, sixteen years down downstream. And there's, you know, close to 50 missions in 35 different states and, and serving, you know, between 250 and 300 combat wounded a year, which would not be possible if we had just, you know, built uh, an Amer American Disabilities Act compliant lodge right here at Camp Hacken. Um, You know, so that's, I guess, the, the point I'm trying to make. But nonetheless, Camp Hackett still remains the original, the original mission set for the foundation and i am the original host so um and i take a lot of pride in that and and i think other people have modeled their uh you know their their missions uh across the country to what's you know happening here you know and up here what's really cool about camp hackett i think it's the only place in america of all the you know missions that we do that you can do what we do up here we hunt for bear and very successfully this is this is bar country up here big big black bears up here lots and lots of black bears up here so um this is a very uh suitable habitat for them and they they they're thriving up here 
So um, we 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 hold a bear bear hunt every um, usually every early part of the of the fall season September timeframe, and then right after that in October we run two iterations of um, you know it, it's 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 bow hunting okay for white-tailed deer with with archery equipment um, and also hunting for rough grouse. Um, this is the rough grouse capital of the world, Price County. This is the the county that. Camp Hackett is in, is in the county of Price, and Price County happens to be the rough grouse capital of the world. And for those of you who are not familiar with the rough grouse, it happens to be an absolutely amazing game bird. And and I have you know it's one of the um, you know hardest game birds I think to hunt, especially in thick terrain like it is here with lots of um, cover. Um, they're very fast and uh, they're very smart and um, you know, it's just a great sporting bird. So we hunt for them with shotguns behind uh, bird dogs usually, and um, and so it's bow hunting, rough grouse, and then we do a combined uh, duck and goose hunt up here, which is phenomenal. We've been uh, really sticking it to the Canadian geese and occasionally a few greenheads. Um, so the the that type of that time of year, um, the hunting for waterfall can be excellent. So we do that. And then we cap the whole thing off with um, a uh, a musky fishing event. So yeah, so th- I think this is the only the people in lot lots of mission sets in Wisconsin supporting the foundation. So if any of you are listening to this, thank you for what you're doing. Last count, I think there was 13 different missions in Wisconsin. It's the most vibrant state, if you will. It might have something to do with it, the fact that I'm an old Wisconsin boy, and this is where it started, but. Nonetheless, um, there's lots of WWI activity happening in the great state of Wisconsin. We're very proud and thankful for that. So all of you that are helping in one way or the other, we certainly appreciate that and, and um, you know, ask you to continue to, you know, provide us your, your um, loyal support uh, because it's making a huge difference. So anyway, that's what's happening up here at Camp Hackett and, and just happened to be, uh, you know, prepping here shortly for Mike Reed's uh, arrival, and we're going to do a first field, you know, podcast here at Camp Haggard other than this one. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be dinner in a movie. It's going to be dinner in a podcast. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. But anyway, so um, let me just give you another, you know, just a, a, a visual word picture of Camp Hackett for those that have not seen it. Um, and, and I'm just wondering, what is this thing? And people ask me, well, where'd you come up with the name Camp Hackett? You know, and I go, well, it's real complicated. Um, the majority of the property holdings, which is 370 contiguous uh, acres, it's a big chunk of property. And then there's a 40 that's not uh, connected to it, but in close proximity. The 370 acres is in the township of Hackett. So there you have it. And uh, I just thought to myself, as soon as I heard that name, you know, Camp Hackett is just in the township of Hackett. That works. And in the military, in the uh, in the Rangers, we used to say, if you can't hack it, pack it. <laughs> so it, uh, it 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 was an easy one for me to do. But here we are. There's um, uh, a couple of facilities. There's one major facility here. I say major. It's it's a bunkhouse. It was a glorified barn that we built. Um, that housed equipment. It was uninsulated. It had a slab, and uh, I used to have to bring those propane heaters in there 
and and heated up to thaw out my myself and my gear years ago and now it's fully insulated and it's all built out and thanks to uh the community and and um of course um the reeves uh foundation uh provided us a a, a grant to help us um build an american disabilities Act compliant bathroom and shower facility in there which mike reed did um with some uh, a little bit of local support but 90 i think eight percent of it was was mike doing it it's beautiful i picked rocks out of the uh, um out of the jump river um here on the property it's actually a tributary of the jump river it's an unnamed tributary of the jump river technically but i went down there in the uh in, in the four-wheeler or the argo and just picked rocks out of this you know creek and then uh <laughs> brought them here and 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 cut cut them you know and and uh so that they could be you know inlaid in the tile so it's a pretty impressive bathroom i, I wish you could you, know, you could see it but it, you know st i took my first shower in there the other day just out of respect i hadn't used the shower but i took the took a shower the other day and standing in river rock that i pulled out of the jump river you know in a in a you know in the bunkhouse that used to be a barn that was a pretty good feeling and and mike did an amazing job we'll talk about that when he's on but so there's a bunkhouse there that sleeps four and there literally are bunks upstairs and uh you know a couch a kitchen uh you know a refrigerator a freezer the, uh, you know and a little common use space it's you know the whole thing's maybe i don't i don't need five or six hundred square feet it's it's a long cry from the ada compliant lodge that i originally had envisioned but it's it's a rough camp it's it's very homey and very nice now it never used to be but um i i, uh, I just am very proud of that and there's lots of neat things hanging in there tributes to veterans and um, and and a few uh, um, uh, deer and 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 other critters that we've you know harvested over the years are um in there on display and um some tributes to, to to people and things and you know it's got a real you know tasteful american appeal to it if you will veteran american appeal uh blended with sportsmen yeah, that's kind of what we do so anyway it's it's uh, i think of something to be very proud of the community here uh, in the north woods of wisconsin should be very proud and there's a long long list of of names and i know if i try to name you all i'll screw it up by missing somebody but you know so i'm not going to do that but you you know who you are um you know some of these great americans have have been with us helping the foundation up here grow and and take roots for many many years and and all of you know who you are and i i want to thank you personally for for helping us um you know those far and those wide this is an amazing uh property an amazing place and it is a healing center you know, I was just coming back from my trap line this morning, and I was thinking about healing in the outdoors. You know, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, you know, most medicine comes from nature. People don't know that, but most all of the medicine that we use to help people with their ailments are all somehow organically connected, you know, to nature. And, um, you know, our healing uh, doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the medicine that you know they get from the va or their doctors you know that's not what we do um, um but the the medicine if you will that they get is is connected to um their exposure to the outdoors to the healing power of the great outdoors and um and here i mean in particular it's hard not to feel 
um, heal uh, the healing power of this sacred ground. It it really is. I mean, I'm coming back from my trap line. I don't have a worry in the world. You know, when I'm out there doing my thing in the woods, you know, I actually prefer to do it solo. I'm up here by myself for a reason. You know, some people can't stand to be alone. Um, and I, I respect that. I mean, I'm not judging you. Um, but me personally, you know, I love to be out here alone, you know, with nature. I know there's some, you know, so you, you know, you can get yourself in a pickle out here if you're not careful. Um, there are bears, wolves, and, and, you know, other critters. And I'm not saying that they're, a, you know, a, a, an immediate threat or danger to human humans, but, um, you know, you get back there and you, you know, you get at it doing your thing. Um, you know, when you're alone, you have to be very careful. You know, I mean, I almost fell through the river the other day. I mean, I, I, I didn't, wasn't, uh, in any, you know, real danger, but, um, y- you know, you just got to have your wits about you. And, and, and I like that, you know, I'm coming back thinking, you know, a hundred percent focus on what I'm doing, hundred percent. And, um, you know, practicing, you know, the art and science of being a good sportsman you know, and conservationist. And so for those that don't know, we have, we have poured our hearts and souls into developing this, this, this land here um, to be a paradise for wildlife, you know, habitat improvements, habitat adjustments. You know, I am always working this train to make it better, this property, make it better for the wildlife. And we're very, very responsible uh, with respect to what we harvest, you know, and, 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 um, we are conservationists first. And so I just want to emphasize that because I think a lot of people, when they think about what we do, oh, they're just out there hunting and killing things. No, no, not, not even close. Okay. Um, if you just, if it was possible to track the number of hours, days, weeks, and years spent up here, trying to make this property as as great as it can be for the wildlife to create opportunities for our heroes you know it's 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 countless okay and it's not just me it's a lot of people that have helped so anyway i'll get off my soapbox but you know uh, going back to the healing i'm i'm coming back from my trap line and i'm just like wow you know um some people have referred to today as the age of anxiety I don't know. I, I heard that uh, some time ago, and it didn't really register with me. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you know the world's in chaos right now, you know, and, and, and we're just coming out of this pandemic, and there's lots going on, and you know, I don't want to get into all of that, but um, there's a lot of people that suffer from anxiety, you know, and, and I guess you could probably put it on a scale from 1 to 10, you know, one being mild and 10 being, you know, extremely, you know, have, having extreme anxiety. Um, you know, when you're out here, uh, and, I, and I personally, you know, I understand anxiety. I mean, like, I don't like to go to the dentist and get root canal, and, and I feel a little anxious when I have to go do that. But by and large, I don't live with anxiety, you know. I mean, and, and those that do, you know, I, 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 I want to say, uh, you know, there's, there's ways – I think of, of helping you, um, with that condition. And it starts with getting outside. That's my opinion and doing things with your hands and focusing on things that you enjoy to do and, and releasing your mind from all of the, you know, constant tension and pressure, 
that that's that's out there that's perceived okay and you can say oh it's real i don't you know my job my family my wife my husband you know my children my friends fill in the blank you know money 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 you know you, you can you can let all of that go all right just let it all go and and focused on 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 getting yourself in a good spot and a lot of that in my opinion has to do with getting outside you know and 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 turning to nature things are very simple but they're also very complex but if you're doing something with your hands that engages your mind and your body you know and your back you know get outside and do something and and um i think it has a a very a calming effect and i think anybody who might suffer from anxiety might really um find that the outdoors is a great way to to alleviate some of that you know anxiety because i can tell you when i'm up here you know i got nothing like that nothing i just am in awe of how wonderful and glorious the nature is you know i'm, I'm there wading you know hip deep in a in a stream this morning and uh, he's just tending my trap sets and my trap line, and uh, you can see underwater some of the some of the. Um, um, uh, I, I guess I, I really couldn't. I, it's kind of like canes, I think, but it's um, and it's 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 fauna that's turning green. It's growing already. It's underwater, <laughs> and uh, it's green already. And the ice just went out. You know, so the 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 the. Uh, the plants here and the animals, they understand they've got a short period uh, opportunity here to grow and and uh, and they get at it quick. It's just unbelievable. I was digging a, a ditch literally yesterday and digging down, uh, you know, do it, doing a, a drainage ditch here on the property with a shovel in my hand and I'm digging up roots that are green, <laughs> things that are already growing and they were like two feet under snow. It's just crazy. It's it's amazing. Anyway, all right, I'm going to shut up here and, and, and sign off from Camp Hackett. We're going to have Mike Reed on the, pro, on the uh, podcast tonight. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it'll be cool. Uh, got lots of things to talk to Mike about, and um, I appreciate your time, and I uh, hope everybody has a, a wonderful day and an even better evening. So, signing off from Camp Hackett. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart Heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.